It's my favorite time of year. Mini-sode. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Another mini-episode. No, no, it's okay. It's just another mini-episode from your favorite producer. Only producer. But hey, I'm sure 62% of your listeners are just like you. They prefer fall. But this mini-episode is sort of a fall crossover. That's because it has beer. Dead leaves. What? Ah, yeah, beer? Consider this my full attention. What are we talking? Okay. Beer is many things. Historically, bars, watering holes, ice houses, whatever you want to call them, they were always a gathering place for people and ideas. And in San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas, there's a brewer who's harnessing the power of an imperial stout beer with its rich, dark, malty flavor to bring awareness to the injustices many people of color face daily. Beer is always the drive for conversation. Um, So why not have it be a drive for change? That is Marcus Baskerville. Hi, my name is Marcus Baskerville, head brewer and co-owner of Weather Souls Brewing Company. Marcus is the creator of Black is Beautiful, an open source worldwide beer collaboration. What's that mean? Good question, interior monologue. So brewers who take part in the campaign can access everything from the beer recipe to label design to registration, printing, marketing materials, all through the campaign's website. And at the time of this recording, 1,158 breweries across all 50 states and in 21 countries have taken part. There's a good chance if you're in the U.S. right now, you can find this beer at a local brewery or a package store. Also called a liquor store or a beer and wine shop if you're not from New England. The sheer scale of this whole operation is just monumental. Originally, I said the catalyst for this was kind of me not participating in the protest. These are the protests that started back on May 26th in response to the death of George Floyd? Exactly. Here in the U.S., we're in a moment of racial reckoning. The murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and several trans black women in the U.S. in the first half of 2020 precipitated an examination of racism both here in the United States and across the globe. And so Marcus felt a bit guilty in not having been part of the protest movement. But all that changed when he was driving up to Dallas-Fort Worth on a beer run not long after. He was listening to a radio story. They had an interview where they were talking to Breonna Taylor's mom. And the course of actions that it took in that general conversation that she was having with them, and it was just the disgust and heartbreak that I felt for her dealing with how she found out her daughter was murdered. Like that conversation literally brought me to tears and I don't cry over too many things. I think the last time I've teared up was when my daughters were born. And outside of that, I couldn't even tell you the time before that. Marcus was also driving through the protests in Austin on his way north and recently had talked with a friend about race relations, the current administration, and well, it all just started to emotionally pile up. And so these three things, you know, kind of weighed heavy on me over that course of that weekend. And so the end of Saturday, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to come out with a beer. And I don't know how it's going to be received. I don't know how it's going to be taken, um, especially in my heavy uh, Caucasian Republican community here in San Antonio. But, 
you know what, I got to do something and I got to use the platform that I have. And, you know, like looking back at this, it's like we have an opportunity for change. And what do you want your daughters years from now to look back and say, what was daddy doing at this time? You know, all proceeds from the purchase of these beers will be donated to local funds that support police brutality reform and legal defenses. This is so great. Beer with a purpose. What about the other brewers? The folks making the beer, taking part in the campaign. What's their experience been like? Oh, yeah. Great segue. So, I recorded the perfect interview for you. Got the tape for it around here somewhere. Is that? A pile of cassette tapes on a wooden floor. If I say no... Oh, got it. You are strong. You are powerful. You are a horse. Welcome to Tape 5 of Channeling Your Inner Light Ooze. Nope, 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 that's not it. Ah, here it is. And away we go. My name is T.O. Hunter. I'm the COO and Head of Brewing Operations for Crown Snops Brewing Company, Inglewood, California. Marcus is the owner that, um, matter of fact, he was, he was pretty much the first black professional brewer that I had ever met. You know, he hit me up and, you know, told me what he was thinking about doing. Being only a, a few black breweries in the entire industry, you know, we have our, our backs all the time, period. You know, so I think, you know, it, it might've been a challenge for others, but I mean, come on, you know, you, if your family is saying, hey, let's do something for our people, we're gonna step up every time. You know, there's, there's zero question to make the rest of the country and the world aware of the injustices, the terror that people of color, specifically black people deal with in this country as it relates to police brutality is one, it's not new, first and foremost. The campaign was extremely relevant. I think it was, it was gonna come from a black person in the community. It, I don't think it would have come from um, any, any other uh, group uh, specifically the white beer community, as they were extremely silent after the death of George Floyd, which is extremely telling to the work that still needs to be done. That's so interesting about the silence from the rest of the brewing community. I mean, the message of Black is Beautiful seems so, I don't know, universal, maybe? Right? So here's the thing with the message. Some folks out there, well, they're a bit confused. I see where this is going. We're just going to go with confused? I'll let Marcus take it from here. I know a lot of people have those, those talks about, like, keep my politics out of beer and, and different things like that. But what people need to understand is this isn't a political issue at all. Um, we haven't made any political statements. We haven't aligned ourselves with any political organizations or anything like that. Uh, this is a humanity issue, you know, something that should have been corrected years upon years upon years ago. And the fact that we even still have to have these conversations in 2020 is what the problem is, not the breweries that are participating in this initiative. We're just trying to build upon humanity, which is the most important thing out of everything. Huh. Yeah, I, I think in a lot of ways, it's been the type of social justice movement that's finally got people to see what's been a lived experience by too many for far too long. So, like, for instance, dealing with uh, some of the 
hate mail that we've gotten and it pissed my staff off one day. It was one of the ones that we really got. And they were like, you don't seem to be too bothered by it. And it was like, well, been black my entire life. Like, this isn't the first time that I've been through this. This isn't the first time that I've heard this or anything like that. So being said that, I think people really understand what this is about and the motivations behind it and the goals behind it. I don't want to undercut how great much of the response has been, but that's the easy story to tell and to listen to. People love beer. They do. Breweries love supporting the local community. They do. All of that's true, but having perspective on the very thing this whole campaign is looking to address is important. It's like Tio from Crowns and Hops says. Back to the cassette tape. Oh, yeah, it's on side B. Just gonna flip it and... You know, I wonder, Tio, are, are you surprised by some of the negative response? Specifically uh, around this being some politically charged campaign? Not really. <laughs> you know, I, I think um, it's like saying, uh, you know, as a black man, am I surprised that people were, were jarred and that were taken back by people wanting to care about, you know, black people getting killed in the street. You know, it, it, you're, you're a little bit desensitized in a way to it. But, you know, I, I think I'm encouraged to see people take next steps. There, there have been other breweries that have taken the next step, which is possibly brewing a beer in addition to Black is Beautiful, that maybe speaks a little bit more to their personal understanding what's going on and the work that needs to be done. Um, those, those are the breweries doing, doing the work. I, I think we're, we're encouraged, but, but surprise is, is not really a thing. So what's next? A community-based global campaign of this size is already charting on maps that feature dragons and krakens in the corners. Like, it's unexplored territory. Exactly. If you stop thinking there, well, then everything stops there, right? I mean, even with 1,130 breweries involved, that's still leaving out about 7,400 breweries, you know, just in the United States, not even worldwide. So, I mean, you know, hopefully these, these numbers continue to grow and, and people see the impact that it's making and decide that they want to join. Now, the fact that I'm a cishet white male is not lost on me. Hi. Same. Well, except for the male part. And two white people being the ones to tell this story might leave some folks out there scratching their heads. In concepting out how to tell this story, I kept coming back to something Tio from Crowns and Hops said to me. It's something that gave me purpose, gave me charge. And you know what? I'm going to leave it here and roll the whole clip for you to listen to yourself. It's not on us. It's not on the black breweries and brewers to always come up with these solutions. So if anything, it's been a reminder of people do that. You know, black people can't fix white problems. You know, white people have to fix white problems. And, you know, I think the more people that understand that that's, that's more of a opportunity versus a criticism, um, then the work can be done. But if people are taking that as a criticism, um, that, that, is, that is clearly just a sign of white fragility rather than a sign of community. Thanks for the story, Matt. You bet. Today's episode was written and produced by Matthew Brown. 
Our intro music comes from Tyler Litwin, and the music you're listening to right now comes from Synchronize. If you're a brewer looking to make a batch of Black is Beautiful, or maybe you're a beer drinker looking to find a can near you, head on over to the campaign site at blackisbeautiful.beer. As always, I'm Megan Keeney-Anderson, and thanks for listening. <laughs>